Welcome back. Hour number three of the Bill Michael Show. We are broadcasting live. We are here. We are at Senny Second and National Walkers Point. Thanks to all of you listening all throughout the uh, the great state of Wisconsin. Well, beyond the borders as well. And uh, whether you're listening to us in Eau Claire, La Crosse, or right here on uh, WOKY, the Big 920 in uh, Milwaukee, or our flagship station, WOZN out of Madison. We thank you for taking a listen to the program. And uh, thanks to everybody for uh, being here. Thanks to... Uh, to uh, Kevin Holden from CBS 58. Thanks to uh, Andrew Wagner from Forbes.com. We're going to get Chuck Freeman back on with us uh, from WIBA and the AP covering sports in Wisconsin. He'll be joining us uh, again coming up here down here at Stenny's in just a little bit. But joining us now on the uh, on the hotline, our buddy Jim Ozarski from the Journal Sentinel covering the Bucks, And that is a team that is just resting up, getting ready for the postseason to begin coming up this Sunday. But a, a terrific article that was in the paper regarding Giannis. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to read it, you can find it over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And uh, it's, uh, as Giannis puts it, focus on the present. And Jim Ozarski now joining us. Jim, how you doing, pal? I'm I'm good. It's uh, yeah, big weekend in Milwaukee. The the Brewers opening home weekend, right? A Bulls uh, in town for the Bucks, like truly defend their their title at the start of the playoffs. It's uh, Milwaukee's a place to be. Yep, no no doubt right now. As uh, there's a lot of excitement, I, I see a few Bucks jerseys that are down here, predominantly Brewers jerseys, but Bucks jerseys on site as well as we get ready for the postseason. So. Uh, it, the, 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 the time between the end of the season and the, the actual official first start of the postseason for the Milwaukee Bucks, you got to find things to write about. And you can always talk about the matchups and what the, the Bucks have done to the Chicago Bulls over the last, what, 17, 16, 17 games. But the interesting story you put together about Giannis and his thoughts uh, from last year's NBA Finals, when you focus on the past, that's your ego. When you focus on the future, that's your pride. And when you focus on the present, that's humility. Uh, I, I thought it was incredibly interesting to read. What what brought that up? Was it just something that was always sitting in the back of your head or what? Yeah, I, I mean, obviously when he said it during the finals last year, it, it sort of went viral, for lack of a better word. Uh, but it, it kept going, Bill. Like this summer I heard football. Really what, what pulled it kind of back to the forefront for me was I heard football coaches and players talking about it in July, you know, in August, September. And then it just kind of made me look back at it. And, and sure enough, I find out that, that people in all walks of life, um, excuse me here with the dog, um, <laughs> all walks of life, Zosha's uh, not, uh, not feeling it too much. Um, just, just, you know, connected with it. And it, it sort of changed their, their view on how to approach their daily, their daily acumen, if you will. And, yeah, I had to go back and talk to him, like, why he thought that way and why it was important. And he didn't know that he affected people, Bill. Um, and so that was part of it, too. And then he's like, I'm not sure I should be that guy. Like, if I, people should look to me. And, and so, yeah, and, and, and to re- apply it to today, Giannis isn't looking at the finals last year. You know, he's not looking at the finals right. this year. That, I think that's how he and the team has adopted that. And I guess if you're a Bucks fan, you're like, hey, how does this apply to this year? I think they are they're dialed in to try to do it again and not really think about last season. Um, does this uh, – when Giannis says things and the way he handles himself, obviously it was very prophetic in many certain ways. That's okay. Uh, obviously he was very prophetic in many certain ways. 
Does he understand how big his stature has grown when it comes to, quote, superstardom? Man, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's a little bit of yes and no there, Bill. Um, I think the yes in that he's what? Mark Antonacio is the first guy to, to um, bring him into the ownership group uh, since Mark fought the team, right? If we're going to talk about the Brewers. Um, yeah. So I think he's obviously you got to be a certain level to get there. But I think when you know you present this type of thing to him, that his words sort of affect others, and that people look at him as more than just a basketball player. I don't know if he fully grasps all of that. And when when you bring it to him, he, he's like, "Wow!" and he and he appreciates it. But it's it's one of those things where I think I think truly he doesn't know in that way. <laughs> The, the team itself, um, just talking X's and O's, when I watched this team down the stretch, it was very reminiscent of last year. Now, granted, they don't have that tenacity of P.J. Tucker the way they had last year. They've got a guy in Bobby, Bobby Portis who tends at times to fill that role. But getting Brooke Lopez back and being able to work him in and kind of, you know, be the mad scientist and figure out which roles work for which people and when and who can defend what. And and just watching him play in that first game against uh, Chicago uh, back at the Fiserv Forum, it wasn't that he was this big, incredible rim protector as far as a shot blocker goes, but he was literally dictating who would and who would not take shots in the paint. And getting all of these guys back together, how important is that, was that, to be able to get a few games under their belt before they get to this postseason? Yeah. You know, Bill, it's interesting. Um, I I think in in general, I think when you think about the Bucs, right, it's it's, it's beyond this series. Not to discount the Bulls, right? It's... uh, but you kind of do, right? Like if you're the defending champs and you're the, um, you know, you're looking to win another championship, it's sort of beyond who you're playing. I know that's sort of the company line, right? Focus on yourself. Right. Get better. Uh, improve. But I think that's kind of what it has to be. And this goes back, we won't need to get into like ducking teams in the nets because they didn't do that. It's about can, can Brooke Lopez – re-anchor this defense right can they um be look bill since the all-star break they're one of the worst teams in basketball on the defensive end which sounds absurd right um so i think for them it's it's are they as good as they can be um yes win these games but sort of how are you building toward a potential finals run and i do think it starts defensively and then of course is Giannis the best player left in the playoffs. And I think, I, I think Drew Holiday is a big deal too. Um, he couldn't make a shot last year, Bill, in the playoffs. We kind of forget that, right? And he's right, coming right. in playing some of his best basketball. The uh, You talked about the defense. I had said specifically the two teams that scare me the most, uh, not necessarily in the East, but more so 
Phoenix and Golden State, because they hit so well beyond the arc, they have legit three-point shooters that, uh, that do it consistently. And this team is one of the worst teams when it comes to defending, defending beyond the arc. Otherwise, I don't feel bad about anybody. I think, you know, Kevin Durant can take over a ball game, and you got to watch him, and Joel Embiid can bang inside. But the two teams that probably scare me the most is, is if, if and when the Bucks get to the finals, Phil, or Phoenix can shoot threes with everybody, and obviously with a healthy Steph Curry, he can as well. Are those the only two teams that give you pause? Uh, yeah, I think it's, look, in the East, they're very good. Um, I think Miami is better than a year ago. I, I'm going to put respect on the number one seed, you know. Um, I think Boston gives the Bucks matchups, but I, I do believe the Bucks are the best team in the East. You know, I don't think there's those questions of last year um, with with the Nets. Um, I don't know if they were the best team in the East last year if the Nets were fully healthy. But they're right. not the same team. <laughs> this Bucks team right. is not the same team. So, yeah, I think the West is, uh, yeah, Phoenix is a problem. I think Golden State's a problem in a different way in that they don't have the bigs that can kind of, you don't want to say neutralize Giannis, but, I mean, the, the Phoenix built itself to beat the Bucks, And, and, and so... Yeah, I think uh, if you're a Bucks fan, you're going to get some scares, I think, because of the defense like we just mentioned. But um, I, I think you can look toward the West and say, wow, all right. Phoenix, Golden State, look, still Memphis. Memphis is a problem. So, like, I yeah. would be shocked if the Grizzlies get in there. And, that, and, again, that's a problem in a different way for Milwaukee. The, uh, the team itself, when you look at the big three, this, you know, as now people are saying, it's the legit big three. It's Drew Holiday. It's Chris Middleton and obviously Giannis. Um, Chris very quietly kind of goes about his business. Drew Holiday can put up big numbers on almost any given night. Chris seems to do it sporadically. He doesn't do it on a consistent basis. Um, is Chris Middleton the straw that stirs the drink, or is he just the, uh, the oh, yeah, by the way, if you're going to say big three, he's the, he's the flavor du jour? <laughs> uh, flavor du jour at the end of the games, right? I right. mean, it, it, look, Chris, Chris is going to kind of do his thing, and you may not think about it until he hits the game winner from 20 feet, right, or, or helps set that up. So I, I think, you know, Drew and Giannis kind of do their thing, but I think when it's time to win, game one against the Heat last year, where we might see that again this year, where the Bulls are going to be come out. They're going to be close. Bucks have been a week off. Chris might hit the game winner Sunday Sunday night. Right. <laughs> you know, that that's what he's there. I mean, look, they, they can win if he has that six for 18, four turnover game. Um, but they're going to win a title because he's going to drop 36 in a, in a must-have game where maybe Drew's off. Or, or So, yeah, he's, <laughs> again, I, I think a little underappreciated to a degree. But I think if you're a Bucks fan, you got to look back at last year's playoffs. Games five and six, right, against the Hawks with Giannis out. Chris was the man. And for right. so his bona fides right now, I think you got to feel real good about him and what he's going to do this playoff. The uh, Real quick before I let you go, as this team gets ready for Chicago, give me the team, because I don't think they have any problem with Chicago. I think they win the series most likely four games to one. Give me the team that probably bothers you the most coming out of the East other than Milwaukee. Oh, man, uh, I, I'll say Miami. I mean, I, I can't ignore a team that's been at the top of the conference from start to finish. You know, I don't think they have anything for the Bucks. to be honest. I think the Bucks will beat the Heat 
that said, um, I, I you know, P.J. Tucker has added something for those guys. You know, Bam Adebayo and Dwayne Dedman in the middle are going to run some bodies. Eric Spolster is going to do Eric Spolster things and, and, and run stuff that, that the Bucks had seen. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not as you can tell, I'm not in on the Nets, Bill. I, I think Boston could have been a bigger problem if Robert Williams III was healthy. Even if he comes back, I mean, he's just come off a meniscus tear. Does he have anything for Giannis? I don't, I don't think so. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'll put respect on Boston for what they've done for Christmas and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But I will think it's Miami. I think they're going to come out of that other end of the bracket. And look, three years in a row with the Heat, I mean, bring it on. It'll be must-see TV. Uh, Jim, always good stuff. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll touch base again as the postseason continues on, okay? All right. Thanks, Bill, so much. I appreciate you. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. You can read that story if you wanted to uh, over at the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash Show. Facebook.com slash Show. When we come back, we'll touch base one more time with our buddy Chuck Freeman down here at Steny, second of National Walker's Point. Fans really starting to come into the place and fill it up as everybody gets ready to take the shuttle bus over to American Family Field where the Brewers are going to take on the St. Louis Cardinals in uh, the home opener. It's the home opener for the Milwaukee Brewers. Opening day, so to speak, 2022. And we got more, including the starting lineup for today's contest. That is coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Old school, old school music. Welcome back to the program. Yeah, be a believer in Brewer Fever. Yeah, there was, there was turning up the heat. Uh, that song too, but I liked. I've always liked uh, "Be a Believer" and "Brewer Fever." That was the uh, the "Come See What's Brewing" too. Yes, that's yeah. what it's "Come See yeah. What's Brewing." Yeah, how about that? Going old school. Look yeah. at Ben. Oh, ben, learning. Ben doesn't even have. He, he's learning. He doesn't even have a clue. Young guy. Yeah. Okay. Ben, how old are you? Twenty-four. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Oh, there you go. I got. Fr- I get like, frozen food all that in you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm like a rookie quarterback that just saw the playbook for the first time. You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's a Philadelphia guy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a guy from Philly. So, yeah, that's, uh, well, that's a whole other you know, story. You know, it's funny. When I, when I uh, was in the Philadelphia, when I covered the playoffs, the Bucks of the playoffs back in 2001, Ben was like five. I was there. Hour. Yeah. You remember that? Yep. Uh, um, but when you listen to the WIP, the local sports talk station, after the Bucks would win in Philadelphia, uh, they wanted to dismantle the, the Phillies and they wanted to close down the you know, the spectrum and you know that was that. But then when they won, you know, all oh, the Phillies are the greatest thing and they're going to go to the NBA Finals and they're going to beat the Lakers. And I mean, the, they, the fans are so sway- I mean, we're right. all swayed a little bit, but never never so much in Philly. Some of the best stories I have and the cab- best cab ride ever was coming out of Philadelphia. Okay. Was for that series. Yeah. It was the last game and we were uh, we went over to Geno's and what's the other one? There's Geno's and what's the one across the street, Ben? Pats. Pats. Geno's and Pats. Yeah. We went to Geno's and our cab driver, who I can only guess I think he was Jamaican, 
he backed into a Mercedes SUV, dropping us off. Oh, no. And it was myself and another guy who's no longer with the Bucks. Uh, but we went over. He was wearing his Bucks gear. I wasn't. So they're back behind the, the glass going, you're with the Bucks, And they're, they're oh, spitting your food back here. And he's dropping <laughs> F-bombs and everything on us. And it's fun, you know. Sure. And they're just giving us all kinds of grief. So the cab driver says, you go eat. You go do your thing. I'll take care of this. You guys come back, and I'll get you over to the uh, the arena. I said, okay, great. So we're sitting there. We're eating our food. You can see him exchanging information. The, the, the guy in the Mercedes, what beautiful, white, this, this beautiful pearl-looking Mercedes. Just the whole front end of it's now smashed mm-hmm. in. And the guy's going nuts. And we get in the car. We get done eating. And he's like, you, you good? You good? You, that's great. Okay, let's get us over. He says, I got one thing to do. And he goes pulling down the between all the really high buildings in downtown and pulls into an alley. And I thought, we were the witnesses to this accident. This guy's going to kill us. You know? And, and, and I said, man, if he, because he went to the trunk. He got out. Oh, no. into an alley and he went to the trunk. We pulled next to a dumpster. And, uh, and he goes to the trunk. And I told the guy, I said, if, if I see anything that even looks like a shotgun or something, I'm, I'm diving out. We're running. Running, yeah. The guy gets out. He slams the trunk. He comes over. He's got this roll. I'm like, what the hell? He rips the name of the cab company off the side of the cab, throws a new magnetic sticker up on there. So it goes from whatever cab, okay. you know, universal cab company <laughs> to AAA cab company. <laughs> throws them in the dumpster. He pulls this thing out of, this, out of the, the, the visor up above. He looks at it. He, he takes the li- driver's license. He goes, okay, now I'm. And his, he had a new name, and he threw the other driver's license in the dumpster. He goes, man, never catch me. And it drove oh, away. Wow, okay. Thought, oh, my And God. you still stayed in the car? We still. Oh, this was the best story ever. Yes. I said, I'll tip you whatever you want. This is the best story ever. But did you worry, worry about where he was going to drive you next? No. Okay. No. He was such a cool guy at that point. <laughs> now it's it's like, oh, okay, well, we'll talk to you later. And oh, he's my like, God. you you from Milwaukee. No worries. You know, it was, it was, it was so funny. But I was just was like, that for Game seven? That was right before game seven. Oh, before game right seven. Right before game okay. seven, you know, when uh, the infamous of pulling Scotty Williams off the yep. plane and yep. everything went down. So that was one of my best Philadelphia stories. The only other time I had a great cab story was in Pittsburgh when the guy was literally drunk. His front seat wasn't attached. Okay. So when he took off, it would flop back and forth when they had the old bench seats. Sure. And, he, and we were going to the Westin Hotel to stay and cover the, the Bengals and the Steelers. And he literally hit the Westin. He hit the corner of the Westin. He didn't make the turn. He hit a telephone pole and hit the corner of the Westin and <laughs> pulls a bottle of Jack out and throws it down the street and says, I, I've got to get oh, out wow. rid of that. He goes, this one's on me. <laughs> and we tipped him like 10 bucks and said, okay, let's get the hell out of here. Sometimes so, those off-the-court stories are better than the game. Oh, my God. It was, they, they, some of them were fantastic. So uh, we're obviously filling up down here. Uh, for those that are watching on the Bud Light live stream and you can't be here in person, uh, the front of uh, Stenny's is filling up fast, and the back of Stenny's in the back area is starting to fill up. As a matter of fact, I just saw two uh, trays of shots go back there. Looked like, like 30 shots each. Yeah, there's so a big table, yeah. big table back there. They're imbibing pretty heavy and, uh, and getting ready for opening day. So uh, as far as the opening day goes, now, Chuck, I know you got to take off, but um, give me your thoughts on, on today, on the season, on what excitement there is, and do you feel, because I think myself is, does this team have enough to get to a World Series and get past what we all would assume would be the best team in baseball, and that would be the uh, the, the L.A. Dodgers? Well, they always say pitching wins. Well, that's true, but you also got to be able to score some runs. Right. Which I don't know if this team is – I thought last year's team was good enough to win the World Series. They got cold at the bad time uh, in that series against the Braves. Um but still, I, I, I mean, I like them. You got two. You got two guys at the top of that rotation who are Cy Young caliber guys. 
Burns is wanted. Woodruff is Cy Young caliber. And then, you know, the rest of the rotation, Eric Lauer, yeah, okay. Uh, Adrian Hauser, still got my questions about. But, you know, you look at the top two, three guys, all solid, real solid pitchers. And now you look at the offense, man, can they get more than a handful of runs? Like last night, it almost cost them when they just couldn't, uh, they couldn't score enough runs. They scored some runs. You know, they scored some runs early on. And then they were like, well, okay, I guess we'll just sit back. I don't know what it is, but these the Brewers just got this habit of getting these horrible these horrible funks offensively. And they're in one right now, and I think they're going to bust out, but man, you know, they just they're going to win the division. They just got to be able to stay hot offensively at the right time because I think it's going to be a fun summer again. Uh, I like what uh, the Brewers bring. I think St. Louis is aging in a lot of areas. Uh, I think a lot of their pitching staff hinges upon whether or not Wainwright's even going to remain healthy for an entire season. Uh, the back end of their bullpen can be a little bit iffy at times, mm-hmm. whereas the Brewers have been so incredibly solid with Hayter. How many more years do you think the Brewers hang on to Hayter? You know, I think, if they're, well, I think if they're not in a pennant race, Bill, I think they'll trade him by the trading deadline. I mean, worst case scenario. I can't imagine them not being in the pennant race. Well, I know. Because that, that, that they're a good team and plus they're in a weak division. But let's say worst could we look at him, though, as like Trevor Hoffman? Where, yeah. Where Trevor oh. stayed with San Francisco or San Diego for years but the, here's years. The, but here's the deal, Bill. They won't commit a long-term contract with him. They would not buy him out of arbitration. Every year he's going to arbitration and getting these one-year deals. They will not buy him out and give him a contract extension right. for whatever reason. And I think the reason is because they don't want to get burned because with closers, as you know, Closers can lose it at any second, and he has it. He's been solid since you know 2017. So I think that's the one thing that one you wonder, are they going to eventually part ways with him? Now, again, I feel, Bill, two guys for sure. If, they were, if they're not in a pennant race in July, McCutcheon's gone, and so is... Uh, so is Hayter? So is Hayter. McCutcheon has a good, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be in. Right. If, they don't, if they're not in a pennant race in, in July, if they're out of it by then... Then there's some big, then there's worse problems. Let's say they are in a pennant race. Mm-hmm. What is the area you would shore up? Well, you know, I didn't think Urias at third base. I like more power out of that third base spot. I was talking to Doug Melvin, and he seems to feel that they're okay at third base. At the, with I Urias mean, Urias there. in the postseason last year really proved he did. it. So he solidified that job. He, yeah, he did. Um, you know, he's hurt right now. But I would think, you know, I just like that. You know, I like when Mustaka, you know, that power hitting third base with him. Right. You know, well, um, you talk about Mustaka. Ever since he left Milwaukee, he's been terrible. He has. Been. I thought he'd go down to Great America and beat the hell out of the baseball you down know, there. And never has. He's just been banged up ever since. I did too, Bill. I really did too. Um, so, you know, Yelich has got to get better. You know, I, I I like to pick up a Renfro in right field. You know, they're strong up the middle, first base. Still have my doubts a little bit about Rowdy Telez. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about that? I've just you know he's not a, he's never been really an everyday guy, and he's got off to a good start here. But I don't know. I think Rowdy Telez is more of a, a DH, DH. But that's but you know McCutcheon is there, right? But with Rowdy Telez, you know you get they got to get they got to see what they got with Hira. Don't I mean? Have you given up on him yet? I I haven't. I just feel I, like I, I think that when I said Yelich has a proven year, I yeah. think Yura has a proven year this yeah. year. But I mean, you know, last year and he hasn't been able to bust into the lineup with the kind no. of spring that he had. Yeah, I thought for sure he'd find some more no. at bats, and he hasn't. No, 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 because Colton Wong is struggling right yeah. now. Yeah, but Colton, you know, he had the triple last night. Right, he had the triple last night. Um, 
But Telez at first base, I'm not, and I know he's a fan favorite, but I'm not completely sold on him as an everyday first base men uh, in this lineup. So, yeah, they'll show up the lineup. They'll get things if, if, if they get the July or still in the pennant race. Hopefully, um, they'll, they'll make some improvements on that. I see this team going the direction uh, come the trade deadline of probably trying to bolster the bullpen and maybe to find one bat. Maybe a, maybe a first base bat mm-hmm. in that area. Because you're right. I mean, usually the old adage was left field, right field, third base, first base. Those were your power positions yeah. besides a catcher. Yeah. You were powerful down the lines. And you're not going to get power numbers out of Yelich, at least mm-hmm. not as of yet. Renfro, maybe. McCutcheon as a DH, maybe. You're, you're going to get some of those numbers from Rowdy, but you're not going to get yeah. it out of the third base position. You got Taylor in center field, who's, uh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's learning that position. Him and Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Cain's kind of at the end. You know. Yeah. Um, but if he can give you 265 or 270 yeah. in gold glove play, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, you know, the ball he ran down the other night against the wall was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He still and, got it. And another guy, Bill, who's got to stay healthy. You know, he's had a series of injuries yeah. oh, over yeah. the years. Yep. Uh, but the third base spot and the first base spot, to me, uh, Urias, not 100% sold on him at third base just yet. I th- you know, I'd like to get a little bit better power out of that position. And, uh, well, let's see how Telez does uh, as an everyday, you know. And Hira, I'd like to see I'd like to see him emerge a little bit here. And then they'll have to worry about getting a first baseman. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I, I agree. I, I, I think that uh, – do you think this is the year that uh, Craig Council just wins manager of the year just because – yeah, so many people. I mean, I think that's just in every probably in every city. You know, you want to throw darts at your manager, your coach, and all that. But um, I don't have any issues. I don't have any issues with council. I don't know. What, I mean, I, I never have. You know, even when they lost or they go, yeah. these, no, I don't. No, not at all. I don't have issues with him. I think he's done a fantastic I job do, I of think managing so, yes. the bullpen, yeah. the pitching staff, yeah. uh, manipulating the lineups. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think they they use analytics to their advantage. Um, sometimes I think maybe they get almost too cute. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think he's really settled in as a really good major league manager. I think so, too. He's a smart guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's managing here. And he's uh, going to hold on to that job for a long time. And, uh, you know, David Stearns, I think, is a you know, darn good general manager. And he's going to be here for the foreseeable future, too. You know, anytime another team comes a call, and Mark Antanasio just kind of reminds Doesn't him. Doesn't he have an out that if he wins the World Series, he can hey, do what he well, wants? You know what? If he wins the World Series, they could have everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right? Oh, have, well, yeah. They, they could have everybody. You know? But then again, <laughs> why would you leave the town that you could basically drink in for free the rest of your life yeah. if you win as, a, as a, the general manager of the Brewers and you construct a team that wins its first World Series yeah. ever? I mean, I just want to go back. Uh, the, the 1982 was my second year covering the Brewers, Bill. And when they lost in Game 7 in St. Louis, I thought, oh, you know, they'll be back. Well, here we are, 40 years later, right. still looking for it. What would it mean? Because, uh, I look, I, I, I came and grew up in Cincinnati. I, I saw numerous world championships. I was on Fountain Square when they won in 1976, and they swept the Yankees. I was downtown drinking heavily when they uh, swept, which nobody saw them going wire to wire with Lou Pinella and, and beating up with the almighty Tony La Russa led mm-hmm. and Mark McGuire and the Bash Brothers uh, and the Oakland A's. Now, trust me, so, I, bet again, I bet on Oakland all four of those games. Right? <laughs> so, and, and then who knew, you know, that, that some of these guys that were nobodies basically would yeah. show up and actually, you know, be something in the postseason. But, I, I you know, I've seen what, what cities are like with mm-hmm. World Series and such. So... What do you think this state does? Because I thought it was amazing when they had 67,000 for the down at the Deer District 
for sure. what the Bucks want. Sure. I can't imagine what this place will be like when, when, uh, not if, but when the Brewers finally win a World Series. Um, well, I, I I think it'll be on the you know the, this is not this was not a Bucks state. You know, people jumped on the Bucks bandwagon. Right. I remember watching one of the playoff games um, against uh, well one of the NBA final games out in Phoenix, out in up in Door County. Um, you know the the game they won game five up there, uh, and I saw and, and the bar was jammed up in Sister Creek, or Sister Bay, and if you came in there any time during the winter, they probably never even wouldn't have a Bucks game on uh, at the place there. But you know, people just jumped on the bandwagon. So this has become because of that and because of Giannis. This is, you know, people Bucks drew more statewide interest. Brewers have a statewide radio network. Okay. They're going to draw some interest, you know, and I think that, you know, they they bust the door down and win the World Series, so it'll be like the Bucks. Maybe probably even bigger. You know, the Packers are always gonna rule Wisconsin. Right. But you know, you and I, you know, living in the Milwaukee area basically, um, you know, we saw how big it was in the Milwaukee metropolitan area when the Bucks won. It's gonna be the same thing with the Brewers win. I, I think it will be the Bucks on steroids. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think uh, if the Brewers should win a World Series in Game Sevens on the road, mm-hmm. I could see, I could see fifty to hundred thousand people crammed in yep. down around American Family Field. I didn't think the Bucks winning the NBA title would draw as big of attention as it had. That drew a younger crowd too. It did. It yeah. did. And and you know what, the Bucks too. People people were down on the Bucks for so many years. The Bucks couldn't get out of their own way, and that's because, and that was their fault. And people were just like, "Oh, the Milwaukee Bucks." Oh, never felt that way about the Brewers, really. But the Bucks people, no, I think, and then the Bucks are the team that wins the the NBA championship. Yeah, I think the Bucks stole a lot of hearts in this state. But you know, there's plenty to be one on the Brewer bandwagon. And when the you know when you're playing every night like that, people are watching. You know, people are watching these games. I go walking through my neighborhood, you know. Um, on a on a random Tuesday or Wednesday night, you know, you walk by houses. People got the windows open. Who do you hear? You hear the you hear the the TV broadcast. You know, you yeah. hear Brian on TV yeah. or now Levering. You know, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, people people are watching. Yeah, I think people are kind of salivating, and I think this is the year that they can actually get it done, provided the pitching I hope remains so. solid. Yeah. I hope so. You know, the Dodgers are the team to beat, right? Obviously, in the National League, but um, you know, the Brewers. You know, get hot at the right time. I thought they were going to. I thought 2018 was the year. I thought maybe last year could have been their year. Yeah. But uh, you know, look around baseball. I mean, I watched the Blue Jays play last night. Yankees. Uh, you know, the, they're, they're good. Uh, they got to get their offense going a little bit. Got boppers. Toronto's. Toronto's probably the best team. Toronto and the Dodgers are probably the two best teams overall in baseball. But the Brewers are not that far off. Chuck, uh, you going to head home and uh, catch some wings before you? Head I do. Out of the I, I got to take a little nap. It's up since three o'clock. It's late afternoon start, so I'm going to get a little nap and then, uh, you know, another opening day to cover. Another opening day, Chuck. Man, appreciate it as always. Bill, Bill. it is Thanks, always buddy. it is always Absolutely. a pleasure being on your show. Kristen will be here in a minute. She said, "Hang out until uh, she gets her." Oh, she sure. Say hi to you, but okay. uh, but because no, I just saw that she was pulling in. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We are broadcasting live. We're at Steny Second and National Walkers Point. The place is filling up fast. And if you want to be a part of it or you want to take a shuttle over to the game, by all means, come on down to Steny's and enjoy some food, some Bloody Marys, maybe a beverage or two. Our friends from Bud Lighter on site. They got some specials going on. And then head yourself over to the ball game on the Steny shuttle and then come back, pick your car up later on today, and then you're good to go. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show, and it's coming up right after this. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us. We are broadcasting live. We're at Steny, second and National Walkers Point. That's where you can find us. It is opening day 2022. The Brewers taking on. St. Louis a little bit later on today down at the ball yard. You've got Brandon Woodruff going to the hill for the crew. Adam Wainwright takes the hill for his second start of the season for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And uh, it's it should be a good one. A lot of people, a lot of people anticipating a, uh, a solid weekend of baseball. Uh, Easter weekend down at uh, American Family Field should be exciting. And then after that, uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates come to town for a three-game set, uh, again, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. So we're glad you're with us. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. And uh, all you got to do is just give them a call, whether it's for ED, which they have a 98% success rate at treating, or in addition to that, they have also got the low T treatments if you're feeling tired, sluggish, moody, whatever that happens to be. If you want the all-in-one weight loss program because you're looking at yourself going, need a little help, need a little help in that area coming T-shirt season as the warmer weather starts to creep in upon us, and hopefully it gets here sooner rather than later. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. That is the new mail medical Center. Ben, how's today been? You, are you getting a better flavor of opening day? Oh, I'm having a good time. I'm a little jealous that I'm not eating, yeah. drinking, and taking in baseball later. But, no, it's it's a good day. I've always been, been a huge fan of opening day. I would always go. It's like the start of real warm weather, really the start of my happiness. because like, well, I, you Now, see, in Philadelphia, the weather's a little bit different. Um, obviously, it's not, uh, you know, it's not as cold as long, so to speak. But you, it's not like you guys just all of a sudden warm up and are 78 this time of year, right? Oh, no, it's in the 40s, and we've had a pretty bad weather opening days. But I would always go, and I, I don't know. It's, it's a really important day in the calendar of happiness for me because I need baseball right. at night, you know. It's like a yeah, summer. Well, that's it. It's, this is the time. I found myself with that last night. I ended up doing some work at the house. Went downstairs, I had a beverage, had a cigar, uh, grilled out a little bit last night, uh, made some brats, threw some sauerkraut on there, and I just, I felt like baseball yesterday. And it's just, now it'll really feel baseball when I get the TV, the radio, all that stuff outside, out back, tiki bar, all that kind of stuff, and I'm sitting out back in, you know, short sleeves watching the sun go down. That's when it really kind of starts to hit for me. But uh, opening day here with a lot of fans, a lot of people gathering, getting ready to take the shuttle down to American Family Field, coming in and vibing a little bit, having some Bloody Marys, and just getting ready for baseball. And everybody seems to be in Brewers gear today. Jerseys, hats, shirts, pants. Uh, Creatively, some people have things on all three, uh, whatever it happens to be. But, uh, no, I I, I agree. I think baseball and opening day specifically suddenly becomes kind of, especially for northern states, a rite of passage. I, I don't know I, I don't know what it's like, say, in Florida. And I don't know what it's like in Texas, whether it's Dallas for Arlington, down for the Texas Rangers or what have you. I don't know what it's like in San Diego. It can't feel the same, right? Oh, there's no way. I mean, I know here, and Philadelphia is similar, but you have football throughout the winter and the fall, and it kind of gets you through the winter, and you love it for what it is. 
But then once baseball comes, it's the time where everyone is naturally happier. The first $13 beer at the ballpark, it's harder than anything else. Um, but yeah, it has to be different. I mean, you look down in Miami, they have all the stuff to do in the world. I don't know why they'd go to Marlins opening day and why it'd be a oh, big God, thing. Yeah. Yep. No, I completely agree. Uh, it just, uh, it's got to be different south than it is north. I mean, and, and it's different here because at American Family Field, because of the tailgating. Now, that big expanse, for those that have never been, is it, is it, what, what is the uh, ballpark in Philadelphia? Is it Century? Citizens Bank Park. Citizens Bank Park. Okay, I, I knew it began with a C. I couldn't remember. So, but that big expanse, those massive parking lots they have around there that are adjacent to Lincoln Financial and adjacent to the arena. You, there's tailgating there, right? Oh, all the time. Okay. Because, like we mentioned earlier, like there's certain cities you, you can't even tailgate. Chicago, they don't tailgate. I can't imagine baseball without tailgating. I, Detroit, they don't tailgate. You can't tailgate in Cincinnati. You're downtown. You're landlocked with, with in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I've never. I've only been to one St. Louis Cardinals game, and I was walking around the outside of the ballpark where they had the restaurants, and they they don't tailgate. They go to the restaurants. Uh, Boston. I was just uh, up in Boston recently, and there, there isn't any tailgating in that area. They go to all the bars. They 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 pile into the bars and you know, f- fulfill the economic coffers of the uh, the downtown area and the city there. So there's no tailgating there. It's not the same. I, I just, I feel like a sporting event, short of maybe going to a basketball event in an arena, you can't tailgate. It's 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 not the same, right? Oh, not at all. I mean, I, I've done it for basketball games, but no, there's there's nothing better. And yeah, it's, it's part of the culture in Philly as well. Bill, did you see the video of down at the ballpark, what the parking lots look like right now? No, where's it at? Oh, the winds. I, I'll find it again. But the winds are ripping the covers off of the dumpsters. Oh, God, yeah. Like, it's uh, next I level. Just, I was just sitting here um, watching down the street, and I can see the bushes across the street just whipping back and forth. But just a little while ago, and I mentioned this, just before the place got really kind of crowded and the wind started to whip up and come right down National Avenue, because we're here on the corner of 2nd and National, and National runs east to west. So the western winds coming in took one of those big giant green dumpsters um you know the garbage can dumpsters and it just went rolling on by it was it was like it was part of traffic so i can't imagine trying to put a tent up or a uh one of those little canopy covers or anything like that on a day like today and then try to tailgate under it or god forbid you try to keep your fire going you know if you if you're trying to do things with charcoal and fire and briquettes and good luck with that because I don't know how you're going to be able to do it on a day like today. I mean, I know Packers fans do it. They, they, they're they pro. But for baseball, baseball, you just want to light the grill. You want to walk away. You want to go throw the ball around a little bit, maybe have a beverage, and then come back when the coals are hot, and then, you know, you throw down. But I can't imagine as to what it's going to be be like, uh, you know, it just trying to tailgate down. There. I just can't imagine. Can't imagine. And the, and the lot just opened, didn't it? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The lot's just open. Yeah, and I think they asked people not to put up those canopies. Yeah, because it's probably going to end up over there at the, the Hank Aaron Trail or something. I am watching garbage on the street. And I hate to say that, but I'm watching watching garbage on the street tornadically go upward right now. As it spins around, spins around, spins around, it went up and out of sight uh, above the windows, and I never saw it come down. So it's it's an for those that haven't stepped outside yet, incredibly windy day is what it is. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. It is opening day, 2022, and American Family Field is going to be full of excitement. 
And uh, the tailgaters that uh, we're going to aren't. They're coming down here and hanging out with us. We're at Steny, second and National Walker's Point. Got Bud Lights on special down here. Obviously, the Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, the wings, the food is fantastic. They're, uh, well, I was watching uh, the table behind me do shots like there's no tomorrow. I mean, just tray after tray after tray of them. So I don't know if you want to go down on the shuttle with them, but they're taking the shuttle down to the ballpark a little bit later on this afternoon as well. The shuttles are now parked out front. They have two big buses. They're taking people down and back on, and they'll keep them running all afternoon long until the game culminates and then even after the game is over. So come on by, Stanny, second and National Walker's Point. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends. Pella Windows and Doors. Don't forget Gina Della from Pella. They have got all kinds of different uh, lines of windows, replacement windows for you right now. Or maybe you're building a new house and you want to put new windows in, whether it's two economical uh, you know, styles of vinyl. They also have a, a different vinyl or a different style of impervia, which is kind of like a fiberglass window. And then three different wood windows from contemporary to traditional. They've got them all. And they can beautify your home. They can add value to your home. They can keep your home warm in the winter, cool in the summer. Uh, roll screens, slider windows, different casements, different hardware. All you got to do is check them out. Go to 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Again, 855-PELLA-WI or PELLA-WI.com. That is PELLA-WI.com. And if you buy windows right now and then throw in a patio door, they're going to continue to take money off of your purchase. It's that simple. The more you buy, the throw in that patio door, the more you're going to end up saving along the way. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. More of the Bill Michael Show live at Sandy's opening day 2022 right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Hanging out. We're down at Steny, second and National Walker's Point. Brought to you by our friends at Wabam. Go to getwabam.com. That is getwabam.com. Tremendous cleaning products. And I've been talking about it a long time. Plus, not to mention, they are a Wisconsin-based company. Go to getwabam.com. Also, speaking of Wisconsin-based, you're coming downtown for fine Italian food. Stop in at our friends over at San Giorgio's or Calderon Club. Say hi to Gino. And his whole staff down there, Robin making pizzas over at uh, San Giorgio, the only authentic VPN, Napoleon Pizzeria. And uh, there's only so many of them certified in the country, and we've got one right here in our own backyard. Great pizza. They pair it up with our friends from Point Brewing and uh, Cider Boys. The Cider Boys stuff is uh, a good cider over there, good, good stuff. And they pair it up uh, over at uh, Calderon Club with uh, the, uh, the what they call the Bill Michaels, which is the different sausage with the chicken marsala. You put that together, they give you the cider boys. Oh, that's so good. So check that out as well. Our friends Gino and the gang at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. Get the uh, get the pizzas, get the uh, Bill Michaels. Pair it up with cider boys, you're good to go. And uh, you're probably going to see our buddy Joe Martino down there too. Say hi to Joe. Joe's a good guy as well. And uh, that's all together down there at San Giorgio's. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, we've not taken phone calls all day. We've had uh, terrific guests. My thanks to uh, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 for joining us down here. My thanks as well to uh, to our buddy uh, um, Andrew Wagner, who joins us quite often. And uh, also thanks to Chuck Freeman. Good to see Chuck. I haven't seen Chuck 
Him and I haven't been in the same room together for a long time. We talked over the phone. We text a lot. We do a lot of the same things. We haven't been in a room together for a long time, maybe even before COVID. I didn't even think to see what the date was that the last time we hung out together and did one of these shows. But uh, but nevertheless, uh, it's good to see him back and, and get him back on the program with us. And we'll have to do that more often as well. Andrew uh, Wagner is looking good. Andrew Wagner. Well, Andrew, now his tradition is to a, a lot of the writers on opening day, they clean up. They do the, uh, the suits or bow ties, and that's kind of their thing. That's their opening day. They look better than a lot. And he's right because it was funny. He's wearing the suit and the tie, and the news guy, the television news guy, which normally would be in the suit and the tie, is Kevin Holden. And Kevin's in a blue CBS 58 pullover polo. Right. And then uh, over that, he's got a Brewers jersey on. So a little bit different. They kind of changed roles. But the, all the print guys uh, on opening day, they all dress in suits and such and make it a very professional Welcome back to the old style days of opening day. And then after that, they're all in sweatpants and everything throughout the rest of the season. So good stuff. We have got another hour yet to go. We are broadcasting live. Steady second to National Walker's Point. Man, the beers are flowing. The Bloody Marys are flowing. The food is going. The shuttle just pulled up. The first shuttle is going to be leaving here in about 15, 20 minutes. For Brewers fans that want to go over American Family Field, it's going to run all day. Stay tuned. we got all your coverage right here on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network coming up after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 